day one of free agency is in the books, and the New York Giants were fairly active and plugged some holes and key areas. The Giants signed linebacker Bobby Okarake, who was with the Indianapolis Colts, to a four-year deal worth $40 million. The Giants badly needed a Mike linebacker, and they believe they found it. And they also signed defensive tackle Raheem Nunez Roaches to a three-year $20 million $20 million deal he most recently with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And as well, they have re-signed Matt Breida to a one-year deal worth $2.3 million. And Matt Breida was a, a very, you know, a good backup running back last year. They also bring back Jamie Gillen, two years, $44 million, the punter. And for, you know, Gillen, not a big fan of that, but they they do it, and then they bring back their uh, long snapper, Casey Kreider. And with long snappers, that's not a surprise. Usually there's a lot of stability there. We saw that with Doc, Zach Diossi for a while. But let's, let's get into day one of free agency. And again, you know, did they go crazy? No. But still some key moves on the lesson. The biggest one being Bobby Okereke. And like I said, he was with the Indianapolis Colts, third-round pick. In 2019, so he's coming off of his rookie deal and did pretty well against the Giants last year. I'm pretty much a a dead Colt team at that point. Really shut down Saquon Barkley. Now, again, you know, the the Giants, that was a bit of a blowout game, but he was involved. And, you know, last year, 151 tackles, 99 solo tackles, 52 assisted tackles. He... You know, is definitely good in the run game, better this year. This is a player, you know, in both these pickups, players that, you know, are getting better. And Colts fans seem to be upset with losing him. So, you know, that's never a bad thing. But with Okereke and Nunez Roaches, you know, I think we could say that 2022, you know, maybe was their best. So... With Okereke, like the, the Giants desperately need some type of athleticism. Hopefully they have found that here. I mean, it has been bad. And look, Blake Martinez was a pretty good pickup. And that ended a little bit quicker than I think we thought. But that that did go well. So it's not to say that it never happens. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how he fares. But this is definitely the biggest of the moves. Again, four years, $40 million. And, you know, looks we saw some linebackers today go at – some pretty high rates, uh, especially Tremaine Edwards to the Bears. I mean, but of course he was, you know, arguably the best linebacker out there, so it makes sense. But that was, of course, one of the biggest needs that the Giants had, and they don't always address that. They don't always address that. Certainly, it really feels like they don't address it much at all in the draft. Sometimes they do in free agency to differing effects, but Okereke in the fold and excited to see what he'll bring to the table. So as far as Raheem Nunez Roaches, this is a uh, look a former Super Bowl champ, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of Tampa Bay Bucks with Tom Brady retiring. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of Bucks leaving, and that's the case here. And it's interesting, uh, Nunez Roaches actually had a fumble recovery of Daniel Jones in Jones's first NFL game, which was a really good one against the Bucks. But he was sacked, and Nunez Roaches was the one that recovered it, which is his only fumble recovery of his career. But this is someone who is a rotational defensive lineman 
you know, uh, and you're hoping that he can kind of do a better job than Justin Ellis as an example. And, you know, of course, Nick Williams was in the mix before he got hurt. But Nunez Roches, look, three years, 12 million. It's not, it's not nothing, right? So obviously he'll be involved. And he was with the Chiefs from 2015 to 2017. And let's see. He, yeah. I guess he bounced. I guess he bounced around a little bit. He was actually picked up by the Colts briefly in 2018 before, you know, landing with the Bucks for good later in the 2018 season, and had been there from 18 to 2022. So he was with the Bucks for you know mainly five seasons. And look, I, I think that he, there's really not much of a pass rush game for for Nunez Rogers, but in terms of just plugging and, and stuffing the run, that should help. And look, the Giants were not good against the run. So in these two moves, you'd like to believe that they will be better at that. That's important. And again, that was a problem, especially versus the Eagles. They were just they ran all over the Giants. So hopefully these moves can help with that. So again, those are the big ones today. But just to touch on a couple other things, Nick Gates leaving to go to Washington, it's a big deal. And, and Gates was a great, really a, a fan favorite for Giants, for the Giants. He was there since 2018, really didn't get going until, I, I would say, you know, 2019. And then, of course, in 2020 was really his his best season and most healthy season. But, of course, he had a really devastating injury in 2021. Ironically, it was at Washington, and that's where he's headed now. So he's staying in the division. So that's things a bit. It's a three-year deal. Got played, you know, look, he got paid pretty well. Uh, So maybe the Giants, it it wasn't a match as far as that was concerned. Because, you know, would I have done it? Yeah, I I probably would have wanted to bring Nick Gates back. But it's not as if it was a no-brainer either. But I think Gates, if healthy, could be good for Washington. But, you know, a, a courageous story as, as far as, you know, how he came back and so quickly, too. And he was pretty good last year. But I think they really should have stuck with him at one position, which really should have been center. Look, you, you like his versatility. And, and with Washington, maybe they're going to just give him that. Okay, this is your spot and that's it. Whereas with the Giants, it just felt like they were, you know, John Feliciano was, was the, the main center. And Gates just wasn't quite as good at left guard. Just not, not as good. So Nick Gates is gone, like I said as well. Matt Breida returns, and Breida, I like him as a backup running back. Really, he he showed that he can be dependable. He was healthy, which he hasn't always been in his career, but he was really mainly healthy. And you know, there's a speed element to his game. You think about some of the two running back sets. He had a big fourth down conversion against the Vikings in the playoffs. Like he had some pretty big moments. And I'm totally fine with bringing him back as a, as a second running back. Really, like you just maybe, you know, maybe the stats tell a different story. But just watching him, I came away pretty impressed. He's not look. He's not a running back that can be a workload back. Like if Saquon goes down, that's got to be a combination between let's say Gary Brightwell and Breida. But in the role that he's in, it works really well. Obviously, they're familiar with him from Buffalo. So, you know, Breeder returns. Jamie Gillen, not really happy about that one. Uh, Two-year, $4 million deal. The, the Scottish Hammer, he has a great leg. Um, really does. Like, he can really, he can boot the ball. But I, you know, too many just – I'm not even sure if it's inconsistency, but, you know, it, he's not the guy. Like, if you need, like, someone like, you know, 
punt it inside the 10, inside the 5. It just didn't seem like that was happening too much. It seems like he was always kicking it into the end zone. I'm sure there's more that goes into that than just him. But, look, there would be a shank every now and then. I just don't think Jamie Gillen – look, having him kind of on league minimum was fine, but I don't know. It's not even so much the money that's an issue. I just – I wouldn't have come away thinking, all right, we want to bring him back. Clearly, they felt otherwise. Clearly, they like him. So we'll see what it's like with Jamie Gillen. Look, it's not as if, I mean, look, if he were to underperform, it's not as if you can't just get rid of him. They could do that. But Gillen, I, I don't see there being a whole lot of competition in camp. He That's his job to win. And then the long snapper, Casey Kreider, who has, you know, kind of seamlessly, we've transitioned from Zach Diassi to Kreider. Uh, and this will now be his fourth season with the Giants. He's done a nice job. You know, not not much else to say long snapper-wise. Uh, Wyatt Davis was also assigned, uh, who – an offensive lineman, more of an interior offensive lineman. And, you know, we'll see what maybe he brings to the table. And, you know, you, you lose Nick Gates, so it's nice to have, you know, more interior bodies. But, you know, what did you guys think of, of, of day one? I think that Joe Shane – it wasn't flashy, but there was a purpose. And I think that we'll see what else he does from here. I would expect some more activity. Obviously, we talk about wide receiver. Maybe that's addressed in the draft. Same with the cornerback. I think wide receiver and cornerback are definitely the main ones. But as well, certainly offensive line. I think depth offensive line is definitely going to be a thing. John Feliciano is a free agent, you know, is a free agent right now. And so we'll just see what the Giants do. But I would expect Joe Shane to to continue to be busy. This is just day one. But the Giants make their moves. And we will see what they do as we move forward here in free agency. 